Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Texas Double Running Talk Show. This is your host, Briston Rains, and today is the first ever episode to where we don't have a guest. It's just me. But what we're, what we're talking about is still super interesting, so you'll want to stick around. First thing, guys, please give us a good rating on podcast. We have several hundred listeners um, on the podcast and for the talk show, but we only have like three ratings on Apple Podcasts. So if you're listening on Apple Podcast, please give us a good rating on there. Um, and also, Apparel is now live for those watching that are on uh, live and on YouTube. Uh, I'm not actually wearing it right now. This is a different different hoodie. But um, we do have hoodies and T-shirts, stickers, and hats now uh, for Texas Double Running Company. So make sure you guys go check that out on texasdoublerunning.com slash shop. Um, and then we'll go ahead and get to the main topics and subtopics of this episode. So main topics, uh, first ones, how I sold out my first race at 18. Topic number two, what advice do I have for someone wanting to direct their own race? And main topic number three, um, I'm going to talk about the overall race. There's a lot of funny stuff that happened uh, that I'm going to talk about. And then subtopics is how do I not get, get overwhelmed being a student athlete in college and running my own business uh, and race directing? Uh, number two, two traits that all ultra runners have in common. Um, it's something that Runner's World published. I thought it was interesting. We're going to talk about that. And then number three, we're going to talk about how vaccines will affect running and races. We'll go ahead and shoot off with the first main topic, how I sold my first race out at 18. So when I first started this company, I knew the first thing I wanted to do was races. And um, obviously, the Texas Double Running Company, we do races, coaching, apparel, and we have content. Uh, a little bit of everything in one running company. Not a lot of companies do everything running. But hey, here we are. We are the first ones in Texas actually to do that. But I'm going to talk about how I sold it out. So it all comes down to marketing. Now I'm a marketing major here in, uh, at, actually at Southern Arkansas University uh, when I go there in the fall and spring. But um, I learned a lot of my marketing uh, when I was younger. I actually started my first like marketing agency when I was like 16. So I know how to market really well. And so the first thing I did uh, is I put it up on Ultra Sign Up. So right there, you know, so many people are on ultra sign up looking for races. So I mean, you're probably wondering like, dude, why'd you put a 5k on ultra sign up? I'm going to have all my other races aren't 5ks. They're all troll and ultra races. So I wanted my customers that like actually like sign up for a bunch of my races to be able to just use one sign up, one, one sign up software or website or whatever. So ultra sign up, whenever you put a race on there, everybody's else races, races show up. So that was method number one method. Number two, I went around town, put up a bunch of flyers, a little bit everywhere, buy red boxes, restaurants, stuff like that. Um, it's pretty easy. You just walk in there and ask if you could put it up on a window or something. And what really made me sell out was going to Runners HQ. Um, so if you go to Runners HQ, they have a program for race directors to where you can actually uh, pay them $100 and they'll go out to like 30 different websites and post your race on there. So that's super awesome. Um, so I paid them a hundred dollars and they went and posted my website or, or my, my race on 30, 30 different, uh, websites. And what that allowed people to do is when they typed in race near me or race near Denton, Texas or Gainesville, Texas, my race pops up and it's on like 30 different running websites, running race websites. So yeah, that's what really did it for me. Um, was using that and that's I believe that's how I was able to sell it out and also I the, the race just wasn't any 5k like it was a 
it was a 5k that had amazing views and stuff and so i made sure to advertise that like in the race pictures on ultra sign up so that's kind of how i sold out my first race um i'm going to move on to uh one of these subtopics actually so vaccines are out now and it's like 94 percent effective or something crazy like that so this is what's going to happen is a lot of people are going to get the vaccine and what this is going to enable us to do is if you got the vaccine, then you're not going to get COVID. So we'll be able to slowly start to return to normal life. And that's what I'm seeing from studies and scientists and people who are like really into this stuff. Uh, that's what they're saying. And that'll be awesome. You know, we'll all be <laughs> vaccinated, uh, huddled up at an aid station with the social distance. So yeah, looking forward to that. And we're finally going to be able to get back into ultra running. And the good thing about this is the ultra and trail running industry or just the culture itself is about to boom. Like it's about to explode literally just because uh, with COVID obviously made a big impact and you lost a couple of people because like there weren't any races for a while. So yeah, this, this kind of happened at the perfect time and literally the ultra and trail running industry um, and races and stuff like that are about to boom. So yeah, super excited that we're getting vaccines though. We don't have to worry about social distancing, wearing masks or anything like that. So that's nice. And obviously, it's going to take time. I bet it's like a year, six months, something like that uh, before any of that happens. But I'm going to go ahead and move on uh, to talking about the race a little bit because the race was something else. So, you know, being 18 and so young, no experience, the race was definitely something else. So I... uh I set up all the race and I had to get the permit from the city and I had to get like event liability insurance, pay for the medals, pay for the shirts, get the big O race art, race art, which I'll go talk about that in a minute. It really is a lot of work though, being a race director and like, it, it's just a lot of work and it does cost a lot of money. I honestly want to say I broke even on the race. Like I don't, I don't even think I'm any profit. I put so much work into it, um, but I think that's just how races usually are, especially their first time. But for this 5K, it was Cook County Patriot 5K. Put it on in my hometown. It it was wild. So the day before, me and my buddy, we went out there and we ran the course with spray paint. So I was carrying spray paint running the three-mile course. And I was just marking like the mile marks. And it was exactly 3.11. Like the course was so exact. So I went out there and then we like set up all the signs and stuff like that. And then <laughs> so um, we set up all the signs and everything. And I think we started at 430 I don't think I got home till like eight. So I spent a long time really making sure the course is marked. And I was like scared to death that someone was going to come steal all the signs and all that hard work, but it, it ended up staying. So I woke up at like four in the morning or four 30, I think. <laughs> no. Yeah. I woke up at four and I got to the, to the location at four 30 and the race starts at eight. So I was like, if I get there at four 30, I'm going to have plenty of time. No, I did not have plenty of time. Um, literally from four 30 to eight, my head was on spin, setting stuff up. You, you would think setting up a tent and a couple banners and stuff would be easy, but it's more than that. You got to talk to the porta potty guys, uh, tell them where to put the porta potties, all the sponsor people that come and set up booths. You got to show them where to go. And then you also got to set up like the inflatable arch, make sure the generator works. And it's just a whole thing and make sure everybody gets checked in. And um, yeah, it was really tough, but Luckily, I had a lot of volunteers. Shout out to you guys for uh, coming out and helping. I really appreciate it. I had a lot of volunteers come out. I think I had like seven or eight, and um, they're all you know close friends, and they were able to help me, you know, have everything run smoothly. And so, uh, one of the funny parts I want to talk about is like 
30 minutes and I was like 20 minutes before the race started. I was supposed to be telling people like where to go to control traffic and stuff like that. And the inflatable arch was just supposed to inflate right up and take like two minutes to set up, but it has a zipper on it. And so I zipped it and I tested it like two days before and it worked. And so I was trying to pull the zipper. It zipped, but it didn't zip. So like the zipper moved, but it didn't zip and it wouldn't zip. And it did, and then I'd inflate it, and the zipper would burst open. So the inflatable arch wasn't working, and I was spending like 15 minutes trying to like zip tie it, close and stuff, and nothing was working. Eventually, we ended up getting like rocks and stuff, and like placing it on the like where the zipper was, and it's a big zipper, like it's like the entire base of the inflatable arch. And so we just placed like these heavy rocks we had in bags on the uh, inflatable arch, and it ended up closing it up. So yeah. Um, we figured it out and honestly the inflated bars really it didn't even get that good air like if you look at pictures and stuff from the race it's like an M like the middle of the arch is like going down so um, don't buy cheap inflatable arches off of Amazon is my advice for, for that but it, I just thought it was funny and um, yeah like my head was on a spin for like 15 minutes trying to get the arch thing to work but but yeah it was fun though um, I really enjoyed the race everybody enjoyed the race uh, they all got their medals got the finisher awards um, another big thing I want to talk about is, um, if you're thinking about starting your own race. So the best advice I would give starting your own race is, uh, you have to definitely have to be passionate about it. Um, cause like, yeah, it wasn't easy, but I, I'm, I was like so passionate and like fired up about it that it felt easy. If that makes sense, ton of hard work, like body was exhausted, but it was fun. And so you got to make sure you, you got the passion fire for it at least. And it's a lot of work. You got to mark the course. Got to make sure you got liability insurance. Um, you got to get permits with whoever you're using. Um, in this case, it was a city. And yeah, whole nine yards. You got to do all the logistics. Logistics are like the hardest part. Uh, but yeah, uh, after you get the logistics down though, and you got everything set and everything ordered, it's pretty easy though. Um, and it's really just, you know, a lot of fun. And after everything, like after you start the race and everybody's off, it's like a sense of relief. Like, okay, everybody's now off. Everybody got checked in. I can just sit back, relax, and give awards when they come in. So, yeah, guys, it, it's fun, but get ready to work hard and make sure you got your logistics down. Make sure you got admit liability insurance in case anything happens, you're, you're covered. And, um, it's only like a hundred bucks for like a million dollars in coverage. It's not bad at all. And I talked to other race directors. I talked to like Rob Goyan from Charlie Single over Texas. And uh, I learned a lot from him. Me and him talked after the show, I had him on the talk show and then me and him talked after and he gave me some good advice and everything. And, um, uh, one of the big things he said is don't ever make your race too hard. Um, so if you're ever thinking about making like the world's hardest race, I know Badwater has it right now, but they still follow good precautions. So, um, yeah, that's the advice I got from him because I was like, I want to put on the hardest race in Texas. And he uh, he told me, just make sure you don't make it too hard. So, yeah, that's the best advice I'd, I, I'd give somebody is just everything I said pretty much and have fun with it, honestly. Um, it feels like a job. You're not having fun. I would suggest, honestly, like I would suggest letting it go just because like I believe in doing what you enjoy and it shows in your work. Like it's like an art, like you're almost like an artist. So if you're doing this race, like this is your art piece and that's how I see it. Um, 
I don't think other race directors would necessarily see it as that, but like you should at least enjoy it and like at least have a passion for running or races or something. Um, not just be in it for the money. Like I said, like I didn't even make money off my first bike kit. I think we brought in 2K, like 1800 or something like that and gross revenue and net ended up being like a hundred dollars, I think, or maybe even like 50, like almost literally break even. So another big thing is sponsors. So like sponsors are like what really made the race happen, paid for a lot of the stuff, especially first time cost. So the reason I know I'm going to make running next time is I already got the tent. Now I got the inflatable urge. I got everything all the one time cost. So if I were to put this race on excluding one time cost, I'd be making a lot more. So first race is just one, one a bunch of one time cost. And after you get that one time cost down, it's just profit from there and grace and the race just grows. So that's nice to see. And you're also getting a lot more runners into the sport. A lot more people getting, you know, kind of started in the in the culture of running, which is awesome to see too. So yeah, make sure you guys get sponsors though. My sponsor packages ranged from I think it was like the lowest was like one eighty and the highest was four hundred. And they had different things on there. But yeah, make sure you guys definitely get sponsors. So how do how do I not get overwhelmed being a college student and also having this company? I got to ask this question. Uh, not too long ago on the Ridge Runners. And basically what I said is like, I don't get overwhelmed because I put everything like on the to-do list in my calendar. And how I see it is if it's in my control, then I, like I could get things done like ASAP, like in a snap. Like if, as long as it's in my control, I'm not overwhelmed. But if it's in somebody else's control, I get overwhelmed. And what I mean by that is the things I'm in control of like doing I can get it done as fast as possible as long as I put work into it and stay disciplined, which I can do. But as soon as I have to like wait on somebody else or depend on somebody else for something, that's when I get overwhelmed. So just don't, I don't get overwhelmed just by using like a to-do list and just getting things done when they need to get done. And then we're going to go and talk about the two traits all ultra runners have in common. So uh, the runner's world published this and basically the two traits they found were mental toughness and like optimism were like overachievers. So definitely mental toughness. Like we had Zachary Richardson on the 18 year old that ran the hundred K with no training. And um, his was all mental toughness. Like he didn't even train for the race. So definitely mental toughness is the biggest thing. And then when it talks about optimism and overachieving, like literally as ultra runners, you know, I'm not one yet. I'll be doing my 50 K this 2021, but um, I think the most I've done was like a trail marathon. Uh, but I'll be there with you guys. But just from talking to other ultra runners, definitely people that look for bigger things and like people that run ultras are tough and they're optimistic about challenging themselves, I would say. So uh, I just thought that was interesting that Runners World published that. We are on Instagram Live. So, hey guys, on Instagram Live, if you have any questions, make sure you drop them in. And guys, for now on out, um, yeah, we do this talk show every Saturday, but um, when I'm whenever I record or whatever, I'm going to be doing it live on Instagram. So if you're not following us on Instagram, make sure Texas Double Running, you follow us on there. But yeah, if you guys have any questions, just make sure you drop them in. Um, so yeah, I'm going to wait for them to, to bring some stuff in. But yeah, guys, I, I'm finally getting an LLC for the company. Uh, originally, I had a DBA, which is doing business as, but I'm finally getting an LLC. So um, if you do, start like a racing business or something, LLC is the way to go. Uh, 
And I, I have a sponsor for that. I'm going to be talking about them on the next three episodes at the beginning of every episode. But uh, these guys are in Frisco, Texas, and they're helping me get some awesome, like a, a bunch of business legal stuff done. And I really appreciate them for helping me out. And they're also, the guy that's doing it, it's an ultra runner too. He's doing the Moab 200, I think in like this summer or something, whatever it is, he's going to be doing that. So that's awesome. And yeah, so guys, uh, the, the upcoming races that we're going to be putting on are going to be amazing. So next race is going to be the Chupacabra 50K, or 50K and it's kind of near Wichita Falls. I'm hoping to get at Copper Break State Park. And guys, it's amazing. Like they literally have like a canyon that goes through it, I think. And um, views are amazing. Like sky is so clear. And uh, so we're going to be doing the 50K there. It's going to be 50K, 25K, super simple trail run, but amazing views. Like I'm looking forward to that. And then we got the East Texas Ultra two weeks later. And these are in May, by the way. Two weeks later, we have the East Texas Ultra at Lake Bob Sandland State Park. Working on getting that done. Um, it's going to take him a couple months to approve and go through the entire process to get the permit. And then I think we're putting on like a little 5K or something just because I have been equipment laying around and, you know, why not? And then the big the big one, the Texas Diablo Marathon, hardest marathon in Texas. It's going to be a trail marathon. And I think it's going to start around like noon. And it's going to be on a trail. And it's going to be hot and humid because, you know, North Texas is humid. So... Yeah, looking forward to that one, guys. That one's gonna be insane. Hardest race in or hardest marathon, Texas. Eventually, I do want to get to the hardest race in Texas, if not the United States. So, hopefully, we see that. But yeah, guys, looking forward to that one. And then we got the first ever last man standing race in the Dallas Fort Worth area. That's gonna be awesome, guys. Looking forward to that one too. So, if you're in the Dallas Fort Worth area, um, these are all races you can sign up for. They're all within like three hours of Dallas Fort Worth. And guys. I am going to eventually expand to like other places, but just right now, just me being in college, I want to stay local. Um, and then when I get out of college, I do want to get like my own store, make it to where you can buy running shoes and stuff like any running store, but we also have all the stuff we have now. That's, that's the dream for this business. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to that though. doesn't look like we have any questions coming on Instagram live. A couple of people hopped in said, what's up? Um, yeah, no, no questions yet. Hey, what's going on? So yeah, as soon as we wait, I'm just gonna wait for some questions to come in though. Uh, we'll keep talking about like the um, the race and everything. And if y'all have any questions about me having like my first race, you could drop them in or just anything running. If you have any running questions, just let me know. Uh, but yeah, guys, looking forward to all the races coming up. And you know, me being so young, a lot of people are like, "Oh, you're you're so young, you probably don't know what you're doing." But um, I got the first race out of the way, and so. I learned a lot from the first race and I know I'm going to learn a lot more from all these next ones. And as soon as I graduate college, like I'm literally going to put on like 18 races a year, 20 or something crazy, like two a month is the goal. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it guys. And I hope I can make some type of impact in the trail running industry and just get more people into the sport and experience amazing trails. Like I'm not just going to put on a trail race to put on a trail race. It's going to be somewhere like amazing or something that's different and unique. Um, and I was talking to the Ridge Runners about that on their talk show. And if you haven't listened to the live show that they had me on, they got a cool setup. It's like legit and everything. And uh, it was awesome talking to them. But yeah, All right. it doesn't look like we're going to have any people, any more people hopping on Instagram live. Uh, but yeah, next episode, next Saturday, we're going to have some, um, I got like a list of guests that I'm going to go through in the next couple of weeks. And we're going to have some awesome guys coming up. There's these guys that do like a podcast or trail running podcast here in like Frisco, I think. 
um, I'm going to hit them up. And uh, so the next couple episodes are going to be a little bit more exciting, but I'm sure some people were interested about, you know, how it was starting a race at 18, putting on my own race. So now y'all know though, got that out of the way. Uh, so yeah, make sure you guys tune in next Saturday. I think I'm just going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. We don't have any comments coming in or any uh, messages coming on Instagram live. So make sure you follow us at Texas Devil Running and remember to give us a good rating on podcast um, and get your apparel guys. I've already sold out of like larges and XLs on the hoodies and I think t-shirts were out of XXL or something like that. So yeah, make sure you hop on it though and I'll see y'all next Saturday.